Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Marketing the Invisible. I'm Tom Poland, beaming out to you from the Sunshine Coast in Australia. Joined today by Colton Bryant. Colton, g'day from down under, sir. Very warm welcome. Where are you hanging out? Well, good day to you as well. I'm in Northern California wine country. Oh, 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 oh. And a little birdie ah. told me you're off to wine country in the south of Australia in Adelaide later in the year. Yeah, that's right. Heading there in September. Looking forward to it. Bring lots of those nice fat US dollars, please, because we could use a boost <laughs> of our, our wine sure. economy here in Australia. Happy to do it. Yes, I'll be generously. Sure check, checked in extra baggers for on the way back because you'll be taking back some beautiful bottles of Australian red wine, I'm sure. I um, look forward to it. So in, in addition to being the son of a vineyard owner, mm-hmm. <laughs> Colton is, he spent his entire career in between sampling wine, really where the, where the rubber... <laughs> This is not on his bio, by the way, but we're, we're the road, <laughs> road between product development and branding on the one side and marketing and sales on the other side. Now, folks, if you don't know, there's normally a solid brick wall between the two. Yeah, like, you've got the like, folks like, doing product development, maybe branding, etc. Then you've got the people that are trying to sell the stuff and they're often going, it's your fault we're not selling. No, no, it's your fault. So that combination of experience is if it's not unique, it's certainly very rare. And it's really enabled him to combine strong strategies, mm. which is missing in so many different businesses trying to grow their business. Strong strategies with creative execution, which is what gets you to cut through. So one without the other is, is almost impotent. But Colton has this ability to match the two together. So this is, as we say in Australia, fair dinkum. It's, uh, and, it, and, it, and, it's, and it's effective. So you can use that when you come down here, Colton. Fair you've already given me the totally revised version of my bio, Tom. Thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome. Royalties checks will be in the mail, I'm sure. Uh-huh. Um, so, so our title here is how to capture more market share for less money. And don't we all want that? So Colton, our seven minutes is going to start now. So question number one, who is your ideal client? I work generally with early to mid-stage B2B companies in complex enterprise selling contexts, right? They typically have high ticket items. Their solutions cost or average contract value is five figures and above. They have long sales cycles that they're dealing with, and they really aim for engagement-based, like relationship selling is where they're at. And this, this is a complex sales or marketing challenge, isn't it? Where you've got long oh, yeah. lead cycles and potentially multiple decision makers. And the so client journey is substantial. The client journey is substantial. Thank you for that. Six and a half minutes left. Question number two, mm-hmm. tell us more about the problem you solve. Well, this is really common, right? Small players struggle to capture market share from the deep pocketed industry Absolutely. incumbents, right? Those guys have big budgets because those companies have a lot of revenues. And larger competitors are basically just using the brute force of dollars to create their own brand visibility. And they, they're out there buying perceived trust, right? So that's, mm. that's really the mm. challenge that young companies are dealing with. How do you penetrate that kind of brute force? Absolutely. How, how do you, it's not just an incumbent, it's a Goliath of an incumbent. Yeah. So question three, five and a half minutes left. What would you, how would you describe the typical symptoms that someone listening to this, if they were potentially an ideal client of yours, what, what's happening in their business right now? What, what's going on where they go, that's a heads up that I need to find out more about what Colton does. Well, you're certainly getting like the, who are you? Who are you guys? We've never heard of you. You don't find that people are immediately resonating 
They're not connecting with you on an emotional basis. They're not connecting with you in a trust basis. You're not standing out. If you market at conferences, you just are off in the corner. So people don't notice you. If you're in the, in the major advertising channels, again, you're just being totally crushed and dominated. You know, if that's your sense of how your marketing is going, then that's, those symptoms are signs that that's exactly the problem I can solve for you. I guess they're going to feel some frustration, you know, with, with being confident they've probably got a product or service which is going to knock the socks off their competitors. Totally. But but the world's best kept secret. Question question number four. And we've got yeah. four and a half minutes left, so a bucket load of time. What are some of the common mistakes you you hear about that oh, yeah. your ideal clients made before they find your solution? Sure. Well, number one and first and foremost, right? They are playing the same game as as the big competitors are. They, right. they have let the big competitors basically set the rules. They're not they're not creating their own path, right? So yeah. I would say you really want to figure out rather than how do I do the low budget version of the same game that everyone else is playing? How do I use strategy and creativity to do something different in a more meaningful way than what everybody else is doing? Because if you let the big boys set the rules of the game, you're going to lose until you bootstrap your way to the same kind of budgets that they have, which is, you know, it's a huge problem. So, I mean, let's pay attention to what channels they're not in, what ways they're not leveraging personality. And again, you know, the big companies have a challenge in expressing meaningfully significant personality, even controversial views, because they're very risk adverse. And that creates, yes. it actually gives the little guys who can take advantage of that opportunity, a clear path to outflanking, out navigating and out marketing those same competitors with much less money. Right. So then, so instead of just spending a buck a lot of money, which is easy to do if you've got it, yep. a creative idea could actually circumnavigate the opposition. Thank you for that. There's a heck of a lot of wisdom in that, folks. To unpack that would possibly possibly take a one-week seminar. But oh yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I'd I'd really encourage you to rewind and listen to that because that's that's a strategic insight into how to big beat big competitors, not at their own game, but by playing the game the way they can't play it, and that's that right. you actually can. <laughs> that's right. So let's go two and a half minutes left. Number five, yeah. a top tip, please. A valuable free action someone listening to this could take. Not going to solve the whole problem, but it might take them a step in the right direction. Well, I think you actually said it in summary for the last answer, which is creativity is going to win, right? No, no B2B sector on the planet is one-tenth as creatively competitive as any B2C sector that exists on the planet, right? A thimble of creativity is basically all it takes to just blow away the competition in a B2B market. So I mean, I do suggest building the creative capacities of your teams. There's tons of books out there. If you want to bring in somebody who can do like a creativity building seminar, I know a guy. <laughs> or there's a, two books that I highly recommend. This one is called A Technique for Producing Ideas. It's a 70-year-old book that you can read, not even on a flight. You can read this while taxiing for a flight. Interesting, right? And then another book from Stanford's D School. This one is called Creative Acts for Curious People. If you want to build the creative capacities of your teams, including your marketing team, Perfect. check out those two resources. Thank you for that. I'll add a third one, Thinking for a Living. If you can get it, it's by Joey right. Reinman. Thinking for a Living, one of my all-time favorite books. Thank you for that, sir. And... Question number six, we've got 75 seconds left. One valuable free resource. Where can people go to find out more about your work? Well, I have many and you can find them all in the same place. Scrappy AF Solutions, 
scrappyafsolutions.com slash resources, scrappyafsolutions.com. And the resources page, I think only one or two of them actually require you know any kind of email entry. The rest of them are there for you. Download and use them as you like. Thank you, sir. Dare I ask what AF stands for? I don't know. Well, if this is a family show, maybe we can't explain <laughs> that, but it is as you may suspect. Scrappy as. All right. Thank you. And th- th- <laughs> 30 seconds left. Yeah. What's the one question I should have asked you, but didn't? Maybe what does it look like to look different and be creative? Like if you're going to, for example, a conference and everybody else is in business suits, well, dress your team up like the Game of Thrones characters, right? Everybody's throwing, yeah, everybody's throwing big expensive parties. Take your clients to a, a Wagyu steak tasting. I mean, these are the things that really create a different experience that helps you to capture market okay. share from incumbents. Colton, thanks so much for your time. A delight. Thank you. Thanks for checking out our Marketing the Invisible podcast. If you like what we're doing here, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. It's very much appreciated. And if you want to generate five fresh leads in just five hours, then check out www.5hourchallenge.com.